Happy Father's Day. I feel the need to, I actually got a Father's Day kind of message. <clears throat> never make you guys happy, never. But happy Father's Day. I got a, a lot of Father's Day uh, greetings today. I'm thankful for that. All, all over the world, I actually had a friend of mine from London, England. I mean, just all over. And all my pastor friends and friends that I have, so I'm thankful that you know, they took time to think about me. And, and so Father's Day, uh, I started to dwell on it. And I started, I'm like, man, I wonder if I'm a good father. And I think the only way you can really know is ask your kids. Right. And, and uh, I won't ask them in front of you because they might say no. But, but uh, <laughs> I, think, I think if I would ask, I think my kids would say, that I was a great father, you know, and still, still, still are. Because, you know, parenting doesn't stop when they get older. In fact, it, it, get, it increases because now, you know, okay, I love telling people how old my kids are because my oldest daughter's very old, and then Courtney just turned 30, so she's old, and then, and then you got Julian, who's eight, and he wears my clothes at eight, you know, and, and, and so when you tell them that, they kind of go, what? So I'm like, so through that, my parenting, if I think about it, even when I was younger, it's still kind of the same. And so I began to look at it through the word, and, 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 I, and I dug something up that I've read, a, a lot of, I've read a lot, but the meaning of it, I really dove into it and dissected it, and I was like, wow, I didn't know it said all that. So we'll go over that. So go to Colossians 3 first. Colossians chapter 3. Now, this first verse, don't get mad at me. It's the Bible. Now, I'm going to slap you if you don't get mad at me. It's the Bible. All right? Because women hate this kind of stuff. Wives, submit to your husbands as it is fitting in the Lord. Now, wives, be willing to serve your husband. Vicky gave me an amen. <laughs> this was the right thing to do if you're following the Lord. That's what the original text means. Now, now this, uh, this right here is very important because this is usually the basis of all disagreements in homes and in parenting. So when it says this, the next verse, hit the next verse. It says, but, auntie, give me the next verse. It says, but husbands, as they're submitting to you now, don't you take advantage of it. You need to love them and be gentle. All right. All right. Now, Sam gave me an amen. That's a good sign. Aunt gave me an amen, too. Val didn't know no submit thing. But, but okay. But, but, but what I'm saying is, it's like, man, see, it's a twofold thing. Wives submit to your husband. And that word submit really... I know it bothers us. It's, it's like, it's, it really means to be willing to serve your husband. And, and, and then husbands, though, in doing so, make sure you're loving them and make sure you're patient and make sure you're loving, caring. See, because it's, the, it's, the, it's not give and take. It's, it's give and receive. All right? Now, here's, let's get deeper. Next verse, auntie. Now, children, shut up. Listen to your parents now. Come on, children. They're downstairs. Listen to your parents. Now, 
Here's the key, though. It really means to listen to your parents as the wife is serving and the husband is treating her with respect. You follow me? Because there's some time where you can't listen to your parents. Because some of your parents have views you don't, that, that God has transformed you from. Everybody say amen to that. So you, so you might have been taught a certain way, but then God comes in and changes things. So it, it doesn't, but what it's saying is that in the a, in a, in a, in a grand scheme of things, the, the way God set this up, he set it up that husbands, that wives serve your husbands. Husbands don't take advantage of your, your wives who are serving you. And children, as you watch this, begin to obey. Amen. All right. Now the next verse, Auntie. Fathers, do not embitter your children, or they will become discouraged. Now it says, now listen, you fathers, do not provoke or irritate. The actual word means to, to exasperate your children. Mm -hmm. Exasperate means to make them rust, rough or harsh or to harden them. Fathers have this power. We have this power. We have this power to make and break our children. So it says that we, see, we can't, it says, because if you do that, they're going to stop trying. That's what that word means. They will be discouraged. They, they're going to stop trying. They're going to stop. They're going to start rebelling. They're going to start questioning. They're going to start giving up. They're going to, so, so this is what happens. Sometimes we irritate our kids because we put demands that are trivial, unreasonable. Everybody say amen. Amen. And, 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 and we, sometimes we show favorites between children. We don't mean to, but we do, because one acts a little better. <laughs> All right? And, and, and it's like, and, and we have, and sometimes it's indifference. This is tough, but it'll get better. So, so we can't do that so they won't lose heart or get unmotivated about being successful in life. So it's just fathers, you have this power. Now here it is, having grown children and then now still a, a, a child, it, it, I have to shift gears all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, so, my, and then two, the key to parenting is to look at every child with the same love, but they're different. Amen. And so my daughters, one's here, I can't talk to, uh, my, my daughters are totally different. One's taller, one's short, no. No, they're, 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 they're different because, you know, they have these traits, and I see myself in both of them, and I go, oh, that's just like me. And then they have these traits like their mom, and I go, oh, that's just like her. And then, you know, and then they've developed their own things, and they're so different, but my love for them is the same, but I have to treat them differently. Amen, amen. All right? So, so I see my daughter, but then this little dude comes, and it, it's a whole other narrative because one is a boy, and then, and then, you know, now my response is better. So what, I, what I'm... What I'm careful of is to allow my daughters to be grown, but I'm still their father. Amen. And we never break that. Even though our, our, me and Courtney had a conversation last night that was, that was a really good one. She needed my thoughts about something. And, 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 and I didn't approach it as a, father, this is what you need to do. She's grown. Amen. I had to approach it of, okay, well, we'll just talk about it, right? And then my other daughter, sometimes she just needs, that, that's stupid. I mean, I, you know, don't do that, you know. And so you, you know your children. And, then, and, and the key, though, is to not aggravate our kids. Amen. Because a lot of times when we do it, I'm going to show you in a second why. 
Because it's a reflection on, we think it's a reflection on us. Mm-hmm. So when it says to don't make your kids mad, that's what it really means. It means by, and our kids are screaming who they are. They're screaming it. There's something I realized. Julian is very physical. He's very big. And then every, I was, I was out with the neighbor. We were cutting down some trees. I was helping him cut his junk down. He was cutting some of mine down. And he's like, man, Julian's a big guy, man. Can he, you're going to get him in football? And I'm like, no, I'm going to tell you why. Because though he's very physical, one, I don't believe kids should be banging around at eight and nine years old. I just don't believe that. And he only has one speed. That's hard. I mean, I'm afraid he might hurt somebody or hurt himself, right? But then, two, he shows no interest. So being out on the field with kids when I was coaching, you can tell the kids who parents made them come. And then the kids who really want to play. And the kids who their parents made them come, because that's what we think, right? Boys go to sports, girls go to dance. Okay, what if your girl wants to play sports and your son wants to dance? So it's like, man, I'm, so I told him, even though they're going to bother me, I ran into the Emily City coach, and he's already like, oh, man, can Julian play? No, because he doesn't show interest. Now, when he gets older, we can discuss it. But I'm not going to aggravate my son uh-huh. to try to make him do something he don't want to do. Right, right. He's not screaming that. Now, I can't keep him out of a swimming pool, though. That's his thing. His thing is swimming and computers. So my son might not be a defensive lineman for the University of Michigan. He may be some kind of IT, I don't know. But that's the Bible says to train a child in the way it should go. And we always think it means in God, it doesn't mean that. It says to train the child in the way that they are leaning or what they are into or what they are interested in. So, because they're screaming who they are, and then not to try to force them. See, I was in sports all my life. I played baseball, football all my childhood. And I was leaning that way, right? But I remember, man, my mother wanted us to do music. And I remember she was pressuring me to do music. And so uh, I went, and, and, to, and, and I was like, okay, I got to play something. And I didn't want to play violin because it looked too... <laughs> So he's like, so the band guy was like, what do you want to play? And I'm like, well, how about the viola? It's a little bigger. I feel a little more manlier or something. <laughs> and then I, and I was miserable. My brother played trumpet, and he was miserable. And then finally my mom realized something. My son's a drummer. Mm-hmm. Naturally, and you were my witness, I never even took a lesson and I can play drums. I didn't take a lesson until after I was playing drums. And so what she did was she saw that, so she bit her, closed her ears, and put up with her frustration. She bought me a drum set. And then she always leaned into what I was leaning into. She knew I was athletic. She knew I wasn't leaning certain ways, so she didn't try to force me. See, that's what it means by don't aggravate your children. See, because what happens, they grow up and they're mad at you. Right. All right, all right, let's, let's go further. Mm-hmm. 
taking my time, but, but trying to hurry up. Sam's going to put my clock up. Ephesians 6, really quick. Ephesians 6, 1, auntie. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is but right. But this is the right thing to do. Come on. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. Honor your father and mother. Now listen, and I'm careful. I want to be careful. I always demand honor from my children. But here's the thing. I demand it, but I've earned it. All right. So never at one time, even though we are very close, we talk all the time, we talk about everything, especially me and my daughters, we never come out of that father-daughter box. Right? Mm-hmm. So, so no, matter, no matter what it gets to, like last night, according to be my witness, I, I, I had to come. I'm not telling you what to do on this. You're, you're grown. But, so I had to have the discussion, but it was still in the father-daughter box. Mm-hmm. Don't be offended. Please don't be offended. Amen. There's a phrase that I don't use with my son, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Don't be offended, because I know some of you use it, and it's okay. It's your prerogative. I never call my son buddy. He's not my buddy. I'm his father. Okay, amen. Does it mean that we can't buddy around? We do it all the time. He's always hitting me. That's his way of showing affection is to try to hurt you. (laughs) He'll grab my hand and I think he's trying to hold it and then he'll be bending my fingers. You know, he'll run up and he'll just run into you to see if you can take it. I mean, that's his way of saying, hey, dad, I love you. So when my son's around, I'm always on guard. Right? So I don't get hurt. But that's the, that's the way he show love. So we play video games, we laugh, we talk about each other, we joke, but we never come out of the father-son box. There's just a place where, listen, dude, we're not buddies. Okay. So I hear people say all the time, oh, come here, buddy. No, don't do that, buddy. See, I'm not, I'm not your peer. Don't be offended, because I know you say it, and I'm not saying don't. I'm just telling this, is, this isn't God, this is Canaan. I'll get back to God in a second. So it's like, I'm, I, I, I'm never coming out of the honor your father. Amen. Amen. Now it's up to fathers to not Lord, especially when they get grown. Amen. It's up to, see, you, I'm, I'm going to prove it. Auntie, come on. So that it may be, go well with you and that you may enjoy So a lot of children are having a hard lives because they don't honor their mother and father. And then you wonder why their life is so hard. Right. But you wonder, when did the honor stop? It probably stopped when they were younger. When you came down to their level to try to appease them or get them to do something or... See, they probably started losing honor when they were like 9 and 10. So you're definitely not going to get any honor when they're 21. I, I, come on, guys. I'm not, I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just, okay? So it's like, man, it's, so they, their lives, they usually don't go well. When, when kids don't honor their parents, this is God speaking, it usually doesn't go well. Right. I mean, when they lose honor, when they have the respect. I've heard people say things to their mother that I wouldn't even think about saying to my mother. Right. Because Billie Jean deserves my honor. So there is times when I have to say, Mom, you need to stop. (laughs) There are times when I go, Mom, that was wrong. Mom, oh, Mom. But never at any time am I going to come out of that, that's my mother, and I have to honor my mother. Right. When did I learn that? 
When I was young. Mm -hmm. All right. Move forward. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Now, here it is again. Father, don't make your children mad. Instead. But, auntie, but bring them instead. So how do you not make them hard, make them mad at the world, make them upset by the way they were raised? He gives instruction. Now, this little piece right here is the one that I broke down. It says, don't aspirate, which to mean hard, make them hard, your children. Instead, bring them up. You have to raise them. Yes, yes. You have to raise them to eventually be independent from you. But you have to have wisdom to not push them out too early. That's right. Amen. I've heard people say, man, when I turned 18, my father said, get out. Can you see how, if you're not ready, can you see how that would bring animosity towards your father? Yeah. But on the other hand, I've seen people hold on to kids too long. And that brings animosity. Everybody say amen. Amen. I know what I'm talking about. I'm according to my good father. Get off your phone. Am I a good father? All right. So, so it's like, man, if you hold on too long, you can anger them. If, I know what you Shut up. If you don't, don't air our laundry, I'm trying to. If, 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 you, if you throw them out too soon, you're not doing well with that either. Right. It's a significant balance. Everybody say amen. To raise, your job is to raise them up. In that, it ain't to be friends. Me and my son are friendly. Me and my daughters are friendly. We joke and we laugh, but it never comes out of the box of, I am father, Amen. you are my children. Amen. Now, in my box, my children function very well because I'm not their Lord. Amen. Okay. See, see, see where I'm going? It's that balance of, of, of the two. It says, then auntie, it says to bring them up and then train them. Now, training means to, to discipline, have firmness, to enforce boundaries. That's what training is. You have to do that as a parent, especially a father. Okay. You have to have discipline. You have to enforce boundaries with can and can't, do's and don'ts. Everybody say amen. And then you have to have a firmness at times. But then it says instruction. Yes. And with that discipline and instruction, and then instruction means counseling, reasoning, mm -hmm. listening, mm -hmm. teaching, discussing. Yes. You have to have a balance of training, which is the discipline and the firmness and the boundaries, with the balance of the, the, the reasoning, let's talk about it, it's balance. Yes. Or you're going to aspirate. Your, ki your kids are going to be angry. Right. And they're going to grow up angry. And they're going to get grown and they're going to be angry. Amen. I was, we were watching a movie yesterday. Me, me, and and it's, 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 it was a movie about a girl who was trapped. You might have heard of it. It's called Crawl. And she was going to save her father during a hurricane. And these alligators came because it was everything was flooding, was trying to get them. And in the middle of trying to survive, they had this mother, I mean, this daughter-father conversation. And then she goes, I was so mad at you because of something you did. Now, here it is. We're getting ready to get ate by alligators. <laughs> but I I'm still, I'm still had to get this out. I was angry. Yeah. See, here it is. He wanted what's best for his child. 
So he threw her into swimming and stuff. It worked out because she outran the alligators. But and then he thought she was mad, so he didn't come to her meets or anything anymore because he thought she was mad. They're having this conversation, and alligators are trying to eat them. And I go, man, that's what I'm talking about. He raised an angry child. Because there's a thin line between knowing when to be firm and then one knowing when to discuss. So it goes back to wives, serve your husbands now, mm-hmm. because a lot of times wives have different opinions. Because mm-hmm. they come at it from a different view, and that's okay. So husbands, listen to what they're saying now. See how it works all together? Yeah. So you can raise a child that won't be mad at you both. It's Father's Day, guys. Come on. Amen. So it's like, it's those moments of, Courtney, I'm going to twist your head off. Balance with those moments of, Courtney, you're grown. I can't tell you what to do. It's those moments of, Julian, do you want to get hurt? With those moments of, yeah, man, go ahead. You're a boy. Get on my nerves. That's what you do. There's this moment of, Keandris, what are you talking about? Don't make me hurt you. <laughs> With the balance of, Keandris, you're smart. You'll figure it out. Just tell me what you need me to do. It's that balance. Mm-hmm. And when it's out of balance, it causes animosity. Right. Fathers, don't aspirate your children. And then lastly, it says to get, train them in, and, and give them instruction. And the things of the Lord, now this is important, because now it's popular to say, I'm not going to throw my belief on my kids. They, they can figure it out for themselves. No, they can't. Right. Amen. I want my children to, to, to see my relationship with God, not because I do this. They've always saw it. When I quit doing this, I still showed it to them. Everybody say amen. Amen. Courtney, my line. I've always tried to show Courtney what a man of God looks like. Flawed, but yet still, I've always tried to show her. I've always tried to show care. I'm trying to show Julian what this look. I have to tell them this is who God is to me, and I have to show them, and then I have to tell them this is what God needs to be to you. Everybody say amen now. So I don't want to hear, well, I don't want to impose my belief on my children. That's why they're your children. Thank God they're your children. So who's going to teach them something? The world? Huh? If they don't get it from you, how are they going to get it? So it's like, I have to, it says to show them the Lord in your relationship and with your example and with your conversations. The, the, the way you example. One example I love is, I love how Tim stands and then is a son standing right with him. No, I see my father doing that. Amen. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I love the I love the Mike McKee Michael McKee relationship because Michael McKee is bigger than Mike McKee. But but I mean I love their relationship because they're they're cool with each other. But I can see the honor on both ends. Yeah. And Mike just loves his son. He talks about him all the time. But I can see Michael's honor of his father. I mean that's. That's how it works. I, I, I see it all. I hear it all the time in Chris with his daughters. And me and him both got daughters, so we had those daughter moments. The daughters drive you crazy. I'm like, but I got a son, dude. Uh-huh. 
I mean, I got these great examples of these fathers around me. But here's the thing. I realized something. It has to be a balance of truth and love. Because if I've disciplined too much, what are they, pets? And they're like animals that you train? But if I don't discipline enough, they're not adults. They're not ready. Amen, somebody. So here's my close. This is, what, this is why people do both. This was tough. When we discipline too much, we're afraid our children won't be perfect. We're scared they're going to make mistakes. And you know you some kind of way it's going to be a reflection on you. But when you're secure with Jesus, you don't worry about that stuff. All right. My son is big. And so here's the thing, instead of going, hey, you need, to, you need to get on diet, we need to exercise, don't eat that, no fries, no fries, which I cut his fries down, because he'll eat them every day, because he's like his dad. But it's like, I, I can either do that, or I can begin to discuss you, and we gotta be careful. But I, we decided to embrace it. He's the big boy. And so when he splashes on the scene, he's like, the big boy is here. I don't want him to be thinking that it's something wrong because I'm big. Amen. Amen. Now, here's the thing. I always tell him, see, guys, let me tell you this, Julian. People don't mess with the big kids, I'm telling you. So when I was your age, I wasn't as big as you. So my thing is, dude, kids, you're, you don't get picked on. So here it is, become the protector. Use your size as an advantage, because he's very strong. Be the big boy. So I don't even call, everybody knows I call him big boy, because we decided to embrace it, not, oh, you shouldn't be that way. That's the way he is. God made him. He's got genes and everything that created that. So you're just the big boy. We're good. Not trying to make him, you know, to, to aspirate him. I've heard, I've heard people say, especially daughters, oh, my mom used to always call me fat, said I was getting fat, I always worried I'm getting fat. See, it's a reflection on the parent. We, we do that madness because it makes us look bad. Hallelujah, Amen. hallelujah. But if you're secure in Jesus and you get your affirmation from Jesus, and you get your confidence from Jesus, you don't care what people think. So therefore, I can raise my children, right? Because I'm not worried about how you, how you look at this. My, my affirmation comes from Christ. Right. Who I am comes from Christ. Right. My approval comes from what Christ did right. for me. Right. I don't need your approval. And then why don't we discipline our kids enough? Well, because we want them to be okay with us. We, we want them to accept us. We don't want them mad at us. I don't care. It, it says don't make them angry. Don't make them grow up angry. You're going to make your kids mad. So what? Right, right. You know better than them. Right. Hallelujah, somebody. Hallelujah. So let them get angry. It doesn't say don't make a kid angry. It says don't raise an angry child. So a lot of us don't discipline because we don't want them mad and we don't want them to make a scene in public. I'll get you McDonald's if you stop. No, you better stop or don't live. (laughs) Now, you want to live? You're not getting no fries if you stop. You get to keep breathing. 
That's not popular no more? Okay. <laughs> no, no, in that, I'm done. In that, I can think of time. I, you know what I was thinking the other day when I was thinking about this? I never spanked Courtney. I never spanked her. You remember when we spanked you? I've never spanked her. And I went, how did she get through life like that? <laughs> she was a good girl. But then I think about it. I don't remember spanking her. I remember getting her sister one time. And she was actually older. And then even Julian, I might give him a shot every once in a while. <laughs> but I don't spank him. I'm basing it on this. Honor your father. And I think their, dis their thinking that they may disappoint me is worse than spanking yeah. because of the love that we have. Yeah. You follow me? Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, I never spanked Courtney. But the thing is, if I was mad, I didn't have to spank Courtney because Courtney would pass out. <laughs> but then after she comes to, I was always there with love. Saying, okay, Courtney, I mean, it's okay. You know? I mean, it's that balance of don't do that. But let me tell you why you don't do that. Uh -huh. I'm trying not to raise angry children. Right. All right. Hallelujah. So what I realize, sometimes we parent selfishly because we're not really talking about, thinking about our children. We're thinking about us. We're thinking about how we may look, how we may appear. If our children are flawed, it's some kind of reflection on you. If our children get angry, we don't like that. Oh, I want my children to just love me and I want to be friends. Let's be friends. And what I realize is that when Christ comes into your life, all you're worrying about what people think goes away. Because you're not basing your success on worldly things. You're basing your success and your affirmation comes from what Christ says you are. Right. So therefore, I can look at my son who's flawed and say, that's okay. We'll get through the flaws. And you know what? We'll even live with the flaws because, you know, I ain't worried about what the world says because Christ has said that, that we're okay. And Christ has said that I'm good. And Christ is where I get. I don't need everybody to say I'm great. Jesus has said that I am a son of God, so therefore I can parent you the right way because I'm not trying to, I'm not worried about how people feel. We put our kids in sports so we can feel better. All right. We put our kids in dance so we can feel better. Right. So because when the parents see it, the other parents, they go, oh, you're such a great, oh, look at you got your kids in this stuff. What if they're not into it? Right, right. Then you're aspirating your children because of society. But when Jesus comes along, you don't care about that stuff as much. Mm -hmm. So if your children don't make it and we, we pressure them and we push them and we drive them like, like ponies to be successful and stuff so we can feel better and everybody can say, oh, your child, is, my children made it. They go to the university of blah, 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 and they have a degree in blah, 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 and now they work in blah, blah, blah. You ever talk to parents who give you the whole rundown of their children when you yes. didn't ask? Right. Know what they're saying? So how do you view me? Right. I've been successful, right? Yeah. Right. Mm, you're still aggravating me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I 
So who you are in Jesus helps you parent. So fathers especially, we have the ability to make and break our children. We really do. We got that ability. Because it's something that God put in fathers that makes children look to. And you know what they look to you to get? Their affirmation, their confidence, Amen. their safety, Amen. their love. They look to your father to do that. They, they feel better when they're in. I'm not putting the mothers down. This is Father's Day. Shut up. The, the fathers <laughs> have this ability to cause this reaction to their children. That he didn't give the mom, but see, mom's got another kind of power that I'll do on Mother's Day. But the fathers can make or break. Amen. So if you're not good in God and who you are, then you might break. Amen. So, Father, I thank you. Though I'm a flawed man, ask any of my children what kind of father I am. Now that I'll stand on. Amen. And I won't give glory to me. I give glory to God because I didn't have a father. And yet he still instilled that into me. Yes. And then I give glory to my mom who had to make a choice raising two boys by herself in the hood. She made a choice to be more firm Amen. so that we would turn out a certain way. Amen. I understand it fully now. So to the fathers, it's up to you. Make or break your children. If you're out of balance. Amen. Everybody say amen to that. Amen. Come on, huh? Hallelujah. Well, it's hot. One last thing. It's an off subject. You guys know how I feel about social media, but I don't brag anybody who does social media. 